Hi, this is Kiki from Mission Spooky. When we first started this podcast, we were absolutely sure we knew what we were doing. And we kind of did. But some of our first episodes are pretty rough in comparison to what we do now. We love the research and all the fun we had recording these first few episodes, so we didn't want to archive them. Instead, we decided to let you know things get a whole lot better in the future. We appreciate you listening to these old dumpster fires. And now, on with the show. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place we expect a ghost to like to wander around. I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky today. I'm your wonderful, majestic, fantastic, beautiful host, JC. And with me is the pretty okay co-host, Kiki. Thanks. You're welcome. Not effervescent or like, you know. I know what I said. I'm sticking with it. All right. You guys asked for this episode. (gasps) We heard you. We're going to give it to you. Because that's what we do. Yeah. We, We give it to you. We give you the things that you, not not even want, you need. You need this. <laughs> you may not even know that you need it, but you, you're going you're, you're gonna to know that you needed it after we're done with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is how we're going to get more listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to do the, you know, PG. So <laughs> JC's now, uh, we, we did our PG Enchanted Eats. I hope you guys really enjoyed that uh, episode. And now we're doing uh, this this one where I'm allowed out of my cage. I'm allowed to say the things that I want. I'm allowed to do the things that I want. And uh, so we're going to have fun. We're going to have a good, old-fashioned, fun old time. You know, it's just going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be joyous for me. Because the subject of this here uh, episode is the most beautiful, majestic, all-knowing, magnificent person that is JC. I can't wait to get to the all-knowing part. If you don't know the answers to the questions I'm going to ask you today, we're all in trouble. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we probably, yeah, many people are going to (laughs) die. Every time I answer something wrong, Kiki uh, is going to press a button, and somewhere in the world, someone's going to die. (laughs) You're the one that set this game up, okay? Uh, No. First of all, if I did set up this game, there are very specific people who are going to die if a button is pressed, okay? Like, first of all. That's fair. I got a list, okay? We all got lists. Mine's... Probably a little bit longer than everybody else's, but whatever. Mine's fairly short, because... Because you just don't hate anyone. Yep, we'll go with that. Or you already took care of most of them. Uh, my, my lawyers have told me not to answer questions like that. All right, so you guys want to know a little bit more about paranormal investigation. What goes into it, and since JC has already done it, today's focus is going to be on a specific location that you were at. Yes. 
I know a little bit about this story because you told me, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So first question, how long have you been a paranormal investigator? Do you still consider yourself one, even though I know you're not currently no, in group? No. Um, I just don't have the, the let's say, wanting to be a paranormal investigator right now in my life. It's just a lot. Things started being a little too much for me, so I gave you a break. But while I was there, I, I believe I was with uh, the group for two years. Yeah, let's go with that number. It might be incorrect. Kind of like me talking about how many years I've been married. I just, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. And I believe I stopped about eight years ago. It's been a hot, hot minute. I have done ghost hunting since, but I have not done paranormal investigating since. Because I still stand by the difference that I explained in one of our first episodes. Or was it our first episode? It was the first episode, I believe. Our double zero episode when we were just talking about... How beautiful I am, yeah. And the difference between paranormal investigation and ghost hunting, which I've... I agree, like, I've done every single Halloween. Um, my sisters and I would go ghost hunting, drive out to cemeteries... Being respectful, of course, but just taking photographs and seeing if we got anything creepy. Well, there's nothing wrong with doing either one. Just, you know, have fun. Be safe. But yeah, I stopped doing paranormal investigating and then just did ghost hunting for the last, like, eight years on and off. And whenever I felt the, the want. Yep. Let's say two years as a paranormal investigator. Okay. Um, yep. When did you become interested in ghosts? Uh, a young age. Probably... I mean, people can't see my hand trying to gauge what height I was at, but I'd say probably about 10, 8 to 10 years old. I was like, ghosts are scary. And uh, I, I just, whenever I have a fear of something, I want to look into it so I know how to uh, punch it in the face. So I've, I've learned that through a lot of positive can-do attitude, you can, in fact, punch a ghost in the face. You can. All right, Zag Baggins. No, no. Calm no. down over there. No, 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 no. He would never punch a ghost in the face. Okay, this is a question that I have for you. Okay, I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm prepped. If you are an atheist, uh huh, how, which I am, how do you protect yourself from negative energy during an investigation? Do you have to? Do you even believe in negative energy? and possession so that's uh that's a few questions there so you lied to me <coughs> uh let's start with that secondly uh so i have a weird belief structure technically i am a agnostic atheist i understand that there is a chance there are higher beings that we would consider to be gods or goddesses and or whatever in a higher plane of existence that may or may not have created the universe. However, I don't give a shit about them because I don't. I don't think that they give a shit about me because why would they? The, in, the universe is infinite. We can observe that. This can all be a science experiment. We don't know. And I think that's really a good thing to say. We, we don't know. I can't prove that there's a God. Nor can I prove that there isn't. So, I'm agnostic. I'm open to the idea. If I see evidence 
of miracles happening, I'll be like, yeah, there's a God. Uh, however, I also think that there are sciences that we do not yet understand. There are things in our universe that are not understood. And I think that some of those beings that we encounter, such as ghosts, spirits, demons, quote-unquote demons, and or other creatures like shadow beings and all types of ghouls and creepies, I think that for some of them, especially the, the spirits, it's willpower. Your personal willpower versus their willpower. And if they are able to overcome yours, they can possess your body and take control. Because a lot of possession stories are, I was in a really dark time of my life. I was already weak. So you're already prey. This is a predator that is looking for prey. They're not going to come at me because I'm positive. But people can be taken advantage of. And it, I do think that there are beings that we do not understand how or why they exist. They are a different type of life, possibly from a different plane of existence, uh, another dimension, another universe that are somehow using their technology or their form of technology to interfere with our universe. It's, it's weird. It's a lot to take in. But I think your personal willpower is what gives you the power to combat them. So as, as an atheist, I don't believe there is a God. But what, what I've noticed is there's, um, there's a lot of different types of exorcism rituals in the world. Every religion basically has one. Because when you think that there is a all-powerful or even somewhat powerful deity on your side, you're going to be a lot more brave. And you're going to be a lot more willful when you tell something to get out of your house. That's why I think using a religion to do exorcisms can be helpful and why I think it, it does help. It's empowering you to combat them with your will. But really it's your will versus the will of the other entity. But this isn't their home plane of existence, so they're already at a disadvantage, which is why they usually prey on the weak. Uh, even, even hauntings, like just home hauntings, they tend to be, and not always, and I'm not trying to hoard or shame anyone here, but usually the more disorganized and chaotic your house is, uh, if there's a lot of fighting between the parents or between the siblings or a lot, just a lot of conflict in the house, you have a higher chance of a haunting. Now, is could the conflict be because of the haunting? Possibly. Maybe there is a negative energy there that's infecting everyone or is the negative energy attracted to the energy of that house so it, it do they both play off of each other i think so so um i i do think it's important when i go into a house that supposedly has a negative haunting i i do surround myself with a light that I believe comes from myself. I don't I don't put my faith in a higher power. It's all on me 
and I, I use that light to push away the negative forces. And when I'm on a really good day and I'm really, you know, ah, JC, you're doing awesome. There's times I, I could probably go into a building and things that are there just won't F with me because I'm not their prey. I am a predator to them. They don't want to be around me and they don't want me around, which does put me sometimes in harm's way because they might fight back if they're territorial creatures. So do you feel that you can walk into a house and you sort of can feel something immediately? Are you an attractor to the paranormal? And, the, and well, you know, ghosts especially. No, I can sometimes tell if there is a presence in a house, but only if the presence is negative. I have a hard time picking up on positives and it's because a positive energy doesn't threaten me. So my my aura or light that comes from me from my own will, when that's being challenged, I know. And I can tell when something's like pressing up in a harmful way. And I'm usually attracted to it. Where like I was sitting in a house once and they had a hallway and I kept my eyes on that hallway later the homeowners told me that down that hallway is a bedroom and they have a lot of negative experience in that bedroom uh, with a shadowy being and that is what I kind I didn't see it but I felt it pressing against my defenses it's kind of like if, if you want uh, a, a scene from a movie to kind of represent this, when the horde of Orakai are attacking Helm's Deep and they're up against those walls, you, you bet your bottom dollar that the people inside knew they were there. By the way, human shot first. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> nice reference. Okay, so you protect yourself, but from within. Yeah, I, I think it comes from within me. It's, it's... Like an atheist using magic. No. Yes. See, it's, I got it's you. It's my will. got you. It is your will, though. Yeah. Magic is just another form of energy that you can manipulate. So mm. technically, you're using your will and intent to protect yourself. No, I'm using it as a uh, scientific means to defend myself against uh, other beings and creatures. Right, but it's magic. That's, that's the name of it. That's what you're is, doing. Is producing a suit of armor magic? <laughs> Uh, no, no, it is it not. It is when it's something that you can't see. Um, false. <laughs> I can't. I can't see your will or intent around you. You're correct. You also can't see the intent of the person making the armor and or sword. But However, I can see the armor and the sword, though. Yes, but this is a different form of armor being being made right it's magical armor yeah. no it's, it's it's energy it's energy that has and nothing magic to do is just energy is, is that light bulb uh magic because that's energy you know what to some people it is magic y yes and those because people they don't even understand how that works so so what you're saying is magic is is a god of the gaps where it's only good when we don't understand it yet so sooner or later, magic will will continue to be less and less a thing 
and um, science and understanding. No, we can understand all. how magic works. I know exactly how. Yeah, because it it's a, it's a science. It's it's not magical. It's it's a science. Magic is just science we haven't discovered yet. Well, we've discovered Didn't it. Didn't you we just watch don't... the movie? What movie? <laughs> Thor. The what? Thor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come yeah. on. Okay, you have multiple cases that you're looking at. Yeah. What's the decision-making process like when you're deciding on what property to go out to investigate? I'm so glad you said property, because if you didn't, and I just need to let you know this, I was going to make a, a joke about cases like briefcases and about storage capabilities. So you're you're very lucky you said you said property because I was going to destroy you. So, first off, it's severity. Any of the reports been anyone getting hurt? Anyone feeling threatened? Anyone having voices tell them to do unsafe things in their head? Whether it be harming themselves or harming others. Those are automatic red flags that we will immediately do a little more deep diving into. Because somebody might be at risk. If there's none of that, it's just what seems more believable to us. If they're like, well there's a full body apparition standing right next to me right now. Um, and it looks like, like if it just seems like maybe the person's a little off the rocker you know, then we're not going to go with it. So most ghost stories don't have, like, they're just, one time I saw something, and then what happened? It disappeared. That was it. That, that was the story. <laughs> so if the story is that, I'm more intrigued. Where it's, it's not like an in-depth, on this day I was here and this happened. No, it's, well, I was going to get a cup of water, and I looked down my hallway, and I saw something weird that's to me more appealing because it doesn't seem as as well orchestrated was there ever a time that you said no that you weren't going to do that investigation and what was the criteria for saying no if you had to yes we we did so the group i was a part of we wanted to help people that were at risk we weren't doing this for our own grandeur it wasn't it wasn't for us to make money we weren't charging anyone we were doing everything pro bono and everything came out of our pocket we did not do any fundraising we just wanted to help people that were dealing with things if we felt that the client was trying to have their house put on a youtube channel or their restaurant put on a YouTube channel, which we didn't even have one because we never posted anything we found. So it, it's very like, why would you even do that? But um, we, we didn't help those people. If we thought that they were too into the paranormal, uh, it, it was also a turnoff for us. Let's say they contacted us. They seem legit with their stories. Enough to get us, pique our interest, and get us to go do an interview with them. During the interview, what would usually happen, there was this wonderful lady. She would conduct the actual interview. I would listen and say very little. And then I would walk around the house. I would tell the client that I'm going to look for places for uh, us to set up cameras. Which was true. I was looking for places to set up cameras. And 
I was looking for paranormal books, paranormal movies, paranormal uh, things, you know, Ouija boards, <sighs> silly stuff like that, that if it was, obviously every house is going to have a little bit, but if it's over the top, well, maybe this person, and once again, it's like just that person doing it for their own, like, I just want to be part of a creepy tale. And I had paranormal investigators at my house. And we, we didn't want to take time for that. That is actually one of the things that when I was talking about psychic fakery in one of the episodes before this, growing up with a family member who was part of a psychic team that went out to places and they did Ouija boards and they did all that stuff. There is this fine line between someone who is truly in it for the science part of it, but also someone who just wants to belong to part of something. And sometimes, unfortunately, in my experience, those people have a little something wrong with them too. Yeah. Psychologically. Not always, but it's been a couple times now. And then like actual diagnosed psychological issues sometimes narcissism you know they they just want to be the center of attention and they need to be special and so that was kind of why i was asking the question too is like you you sort of go into it knowing like you want to know a little bit more about the person too and the family and are they honestly having a major issue where you're going to try to come in and either debunk things and make them feel better that it's okay your house isn't haunted everything's fine or oh crap we have an actual real problem here yeah so interesting yeah like because we we did everything out of our own pocket we wanted to make sure it was worth our our money because none of us were like rolling in it so if we did a a case sometimes it would like each case could cost up to three to four hundred dollars for the equipment just time energy transporting stuff gas like it all starts to add up you have three vehicles traveling 50 miles. That's that's a decent amount of gas. And 50 miles one way, coming back, blah, blah, blah. And we didn't, like, pay ourselves or anything. So saying it's time, but that's, like, time I could be at work, which is lost money. And you could kind of equate that into it. All the same, we wanted to make sure our time was being well spent. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that the claims were legitimate. And if they seemed off, we... We stopped at the interview process. Once you chose to do a location, I think you already kind of answered this one about doing the preliminary walk through the house. Yeah. Were you ever immediately be able to debunk things like before you went into the oh, investigation? Yes. Um, especially, so I have a construction background, minor construction background. Don't think I actually <laughs> built houses, but... Um, You're an architect. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> But I, I was, there were things that, and I think I used this in an earlier episode. Oh, the door opens on that. Well, okay, well, let's, well, you don't have it bolted right. So it's not shutting right. So it's going to open. Like even the, the two main guys from Ghost Hunters, they started off as plumbers and it was, oh, our faucet keeps op or turning on. Well, some of those things, they tried to turn it, like, to fix it using the knowledge that they have as professionals in the field, and it still happened. And that's what, like, got them into it. But there are, yeah, there are things where you can go in and during our my walkthrough, I'm like, okay, well, what's going on here? Oh, what's, 
Are there weird uh, EMFs in this area that could be setting someone off? Are there, you know, because I would go through with the EMF detector. I, I would walk every room of the house, uh, usually with the client, sometimes by myself or with another investigator. And uh, we would, the, the rooms that they stated there was a story in, I spent more time in. I would walk every room. I'd check for outlet placement. Once again, I was looking for camera setup. But outlet placement, the doors, windows, could they be causing drafts? Like, all kinds of stuff you just look for when, when you're doing the investigation. Because your, your goal is to assume that the client is, is being honest, that they're experiencing things, but start with the most rational explanation first. Eliminate that. Eliminate the next most rational, the third, the fourth, the fifth. And then once you've eliminated all the possible rash, known rational explanations, well, now it's something weird. What's going on? The door one was one of my favorites though, because I did it right in front of the client. I'm like, you have a hammer? just tapped in a freaking the the top bolt for the door and uh yep it just worked generally speaking how many hours would you guys spend in uh setup and then did you ever go to a location multiple nights do you you know like about how long does it last we would do i believe we did one multi-night location uh when i was in or at least one that I, I took part of. Once again, everything came out of our own pocket, so we didn't like doing multi-nights because trying to get people to have two nights off in a freaking row was a pain. So usually what would happen? We'd do an uh, interview and walkthrough of the house. When we're doing that interview and walkthrough, we're kind of stirring the pot. We're getting the paranormal juices boiling because we're asking questions. We're going into places that the homeowners don't usually go. I'm tapping on walls. I'm messing around. Now, I'm not trying to aggravate things, but things are going to get aggravated. So we try to do the actual investigation within a week of the uh, walk. Usually things that week have spiked and they do see more activity because we kind of stirred the pot with that spike when we're there we usually are in that spike if there is a haunting that is sometimes there is so what's the strangest case that you ever had or or at least a case where you definitely saw something we were in a house that uh, it was a husband who was a contractor a wife who did a office job i believe and they had a little kid uh, I want to say the child was under the age of two when we were there. The reason we went, the father was having his pain pills disappear. And they are an addictive pain pill. So he couldn't just go to the doctor and get more. He was prescribed these because he had, had an injury on the job. And his back was messed up. He was still able to walk and stuff, but it was in a lot. He was in a lot of pain, so he would take meds to help. And because of the meds that he was on, he was like, you can only have so many for like so long. Like, they can't just. Right. Oh, I lost my pills. It became an issue that whatever was in their house liked keeping him in pain 
by stealing and hiding his pills. So it started, you know, he just has them in the medicine cabinet and, oh, I guess I must have misplaced them. I'll have to keep better track of them because, well, now for the next week, I'm SOL. He kept keeping track of them and they kept disappearing on him. So at one point, he's like, you know what? I'm not even going to take them in the house. I'm leaving them in my truck. And he he left them in the um, the center console of his truck. Came back out. They were gone. Just disappeared. He lived... You know, in the middle of freaking nowhere. He was pretty sure they weren't being stolen. He would have heard somebody come into the house to steal steal his pills. He was also not very, like, open about being on them. He was very taken aback. This was happening for quite some time. To the point where he one night duct taped his pill bottle to his arm to sleep with it. And when he woke up, it was gone. What? Yeah, that was about two to three months before he reached out to another paranormal investigating group who did an investigation of the house. Because uh, at that point, he was like, there's something going on. So how old was this house? Was it? It was new. It was newly <laughs> built. Uh, so then I, you have to ask yourself, what was the property like before, right? Like, so investigating? it was a heavily wooded area. And I believe that ghost hauntings are pretty rare, that there's a lot of different types of creatures of the paranormal. I think that this incident was more something of a fairy folk or Native American mischievous asshole of a creature. I don't think it was a human spirit. I think it was something a little more mischievous. So as I said, they had a small child as well. Before they had this child, they were decorating the room and getting the, the room for him all prepared. And they had his uh, crib set up. And, it you know, it's a new house. And it starts leaking right above the kid's bed. Now, the kid's not in it yet. But, you know, it's going to be soon. So the dad, who works in construction, goes into the crawl space above the, ha- the house And their attic was basically all open. You can see from side to side of the house that it was a very small, like, usable storage space. But other than that, don't go up there. He's like, you know, we have some animals that get in every now and then. But for the most part, it's a newer house. They haven't found ways in yet. So um, I went up to find if there was a leak. And there's insulation all on the floor that's open. Uh, And he... So he goes to above the uh, kid's bed and basically that whole room and he's searching for a leak and nothing's wet. But there's water coming down at like at the same time his wife is down below him being like it's still leaking. You know, maybe it's something that they just can't see. It's in the woodworking. They move the bed to a different part of the room. The leak follows. It keeps dripping right above the crib. Yeah, yeah, that was that that was something that got us when we heard that we were like, oh, we should go because there's a child involved and might be being it's it seems to be targeting the kid. There was also a time. So he worked construction. I would say and maybe it's just he had more stories, but the wife didn't really have a lot. She confirmed a lot that was going on. 
he had the more intense experiences and it seemed to be targeting him. He was worked the, construction. Was the child male or female? Male. Interesting, right? Yes. Because we have both the men seeing things or, or being bothered and the woman not, not really. Not so much, yeah. Interesting. So the um, dad comes home, dirty from work, uh, goes into the bathroom to take a shower, empties his pockets, puts some nails and screws and stuff on the ca- the table, just stuff that's fell- fallen into his pockets over the day. I worked construction too. It happens. Um... Even now, where I work, I have pieces of me come home, or pieces of work come home with me. So, you know, it happened, and he's in the shower, and he hears a little ding, like something hit the wall of of the shower. He's like, well, what was that? He looks around, and he sees a nail. Something is throwing nails through the shower curtain. Something's throwing nails through the shower curtain at him. And they're they're penetrating and going through the shower curtain. Like, he took pictures. Like, that's a pretty big force to go straight through. Yeah. Plastic like that. You're, it's almost like a nail gun force, like, boom. Yeah. yeah. And it would, not all of them penetrated all the way, but it was still more than one did. So, you know, after that, he didn't take nails into the uh, bathroom. Um, And he didn't have that happen again. But, like, still kind of a spooky situation. And as I stated, there was a paranormal investigating team that was there before us. And they gave a video to the homeowners. And this video is one of the more chilling pieces of paranormal evidence I've ever seen. The camera is facing a mirror, so you see the camera recording itself, essentially. You can also, in the mirror, see the entryway to the... This is in the master bedroom. You can see the entryway. And according to the homeowners who were part of that investigation, there was no one in the room at the time this was recorded. And when we looked at the recording, you saw the people leave... They were sitting on the bed talking, probably, there was no audio, but they were probably trying to do EMF. It looked like they had an audio recorder in their hand. And they left after a little bit. And then you see the camera just lift up a little bit in the mirror. And you see in the mirror, you see the camera begin to turn. And it does a full 360 degree turn in the air. You see nothing around this effing camera they said that the the homeowners who i trusted said that they they watched the entire footage of the camera and they had the camera basically from setup to when they tore down it was running the homeowners did ensure me that they watched uh the entire from setup to takedown of this camera that was recorded so they ensured me there was no foul play There were no fishing lines or anything weird. And honestly, you could see the ceiling in the the mirror that was being recorded. So you would have seen like a little apparatus, at least on the ceiling, to raise it up and to turn it. Like that's, that's, it's not a lot of engineering, but you'd need some mechanics to make that happen with no one in the room. 
Well, I'm just going to say that seems like an awful lot of trouble for that. Yes. Especially because the other group also didn't publish this find. You can't find this anywhere, to the best of my knowledge, on the internet. Um, They gave the film copy to the homeowners and said, do with this as you please. This is the evidence we, we found while in your house. So they showed us that, and we were like, well, let's... That's a spooky thing there. We're going to get our cameras and our team in here, and we're going to do some hunting too. Well, investigating. We brought our team in. This house, we were doing setup. And I am a very brave man. I just want to state that before I tell this little story. (laughs) As I described this attic before, the only walls are the roof walls, and it's an A-frame. I can see from wall to wall, side of the house to side of the house. The only light is the light that's coming up from the hole because it's a little just like hole in the ceiling that you have to like pull yourself up and get in there or use a ladder like I did. I was standing on the ladder setting up a camera because they would say, oh, well, you know, every now and then we hear something that sounds like it's walking around up there. Could be raccoons, mice, whatever. But, you know, we just hear something. So I'm setting up a camera and I'm looking at the far wall of one furthest away from me. It would actually be above the master bedroom. I'm closer to the child's bedroom. And I see a large shadow just go from one side of the wall to the other. And I bravely, bravely take my head down, get the heck out away from the attic, go to the group leader and say, hey, you know, I just, I'm a big guy. I don't think I can finish setting up the camera for the walkie or for the attic. It's, uh, you know, I the ladder, I'm just a big guy. The ladder's weird. He's like, oh, okay, I'll take care of it for you. And um, Hold on, so you, you sent your team leader into a room that you just saw a huge shadow person possibly you don't even know you you set him up and i did it bravely <laughs> <laughs> the camera needed the job still needed uh, to be done okay. the camera needed to be set up just for future reference this is why you and i may not be on the same team if we ever <laughs> decide to do paranormal investigation in the, of our own in the future <sighs> I'm never going to believe you when you tell me that nothing's there and I shouldn't be worried about it. Just Oh, just I would I would never tell you nothing's there. I would never say, Kiki, I went into this room and nothing's there. I would just say, I'm a big guy and I didn't feel comfortable on the ladder. And then you would go and finish setting up the camera. And, all, uh, all four foot 11 of me. Yes. Okay. Uh, you would finish setting up the camera and, uh... You know why, right? Because I have Thor protecting me wherever I go. I have me protecting me, and I beat Thor in a fight any day. (laughs) I've challenged Thor to a fist fight every day for the last five years, and he's yet, he's yet to even show up. So what kind of pansy coward is he? Watch... Oh my god, I would literally shit myself 
if all of a sudden through this thing, Chris Hemsworth comes through this wall. It, and it's it's not even, it's just Thor who's decided to be like, yeah, I'm going to go as Marvel Comics Thor today. Boom. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll worship you. Yeah, just put your penis in my mouth. I'm good. Yeah, whatever. I'm not fighting you. <laughs> and that's where I get away with being agnostic. <laughs> but yeah, I'll so, beat the shit out of Thor in a fist fight any day. Except that you're also just said that you'd totally suck his dick if you had to. If he's real. What she isn't, so... You don't even know. You could get struck by lightning tonight on your way back. It's supposed to rain tonight. Good luck with that. Just saying. I'm not wishing it on you. I'm just saying. <laughs> if I get struck by lightning, spooksters, spooksters, if I get struck by lightning, she cursed me. I do not do curses or hexes. She just did it. I just watched her. She did this weird thing where it looked like she pointed at me and then said a joke, and that's a curse. <laughs> that's that story. And I didn't I didn't tell the, the leader until... Two to three days later? Oh, my God. What happened in that attic Poor and what dude. I saw? Poor dude, man. You, you, wow. I mean, he lived, and he was fine. He's like, oh, well, yeah. Well, I, okay, I didn't so even he feel. He didn't see. No, he didn't see anything. He didn't feel anything. Interesting. See, this is what I was talking about, how I think that this is the same energy that I believe magic uses, or you're using to perform magic, is the same energy that ex- that ghosts exists under and that's why you can feel them or not feel them oh yeah you feel them or you don't feel them <laughs> i don't know where it's going <laughs> i have no idea either i was like is she gonna try and make like a weird small dick joke or <laughs> like i was so confused and you You're were snapping okay. your fingers i'm oh, like like is this a now a jazz song down a hallway yeah. yeah it's one or the other oh so, oh, hold on. So that guy who didn't, who didn't see anything. Yeah, the group leader. Yeah. Um. Did Did he ever see things in the past? Or yeah. Wanted, okay. So. Oh, yeah. This particular thing he may not have been into. Yeah. Or he might just not have seen it. I mean, it was just maybe a five second thing for me. It just went from one side of the wall to the other and vanished. It took up most of the wall when I saw it, and it was it was not a small thing. Yes, it was. Big and black. And I saw it. And I've never looked away. <coughs> Except I did, and then I sent another guy to deal with it. And so, uh, next question. Was there ever a time when you were so terrified that you were just like, I'm completely out? Although I think you may have just answered that by saying that you didn't finish setting up the camera because you were well, just like, I'm done. So, I wasn't actually terrified at that moment. It spooked me, but it didn't, like... I've dealt with things where it's literally stopped me in my tracks, and I could not move for minutes because I was so enveloped in fear. This, I was immediately like, you know what? I don't get paid enough for this. Got down off that ladder and sent my boss up. (sighs) Okay, so then, was there a time when you were... Not when I was paranormal investigator. Only when I was doing ghost hunting. And those are tales for another day. Unless you really want me to tell it. Because it's shadow creatures in a graveyard. 
Oh, that's, oh, that's a good one. And we're going to do, we're actually going to do a whole episode on just shadow creatures because I don't know that much about them. I don't see them, thankfully. So that'll be fun for me to investigate um, a little bit, a little bit more and then see your take on what you think they are. So I'll do like the, the background investigations or investigators think they are. And then we'll go with like what you think they are. I have no idea what they are. Don't tell anybody that now. It's for later. I mean, I know exactly what they are, but you guys just hold on and you give us the $50 Patreon month and I will, I will tell you privately. You're not supposed to blow the whole, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, there you go. See the setup. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Keep them hanging. Oh my God. It's almost like you don't have any idea what the fuck you're doing. (laughs) I'm just here for the shits and giggles, man. I'm just, you know. It's here for the cake. Yeah. Um, Okay. Last question, and this one again is for me, really. This comes from me reading a lot of websites, uh, doing some investigation on investigators, and just seeing where they stand religiously. Because it's fascinating to me that there are so many Christians who are paranormal investigators, Mm -hmm. and they're very upfront about it. They're like, you know, we're so... I know you only did it for two years and you only had like one team, but did you find that there were more, less, or equal amount of what you would consider religious people? I believe I was the only one in the group that was an agnostic atheist. I believe everyone else was some form of religion. Some of them were, like yourself, uh, paganists. Uh, some of them were, sh- or were Christian and some of them were... Wiccan type deal. That's a pagan religion, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm heathen. Okay, I don't, not pagan. Just I don't know the FYI. difference between these things. We can talk about that at a later on day. another episode. We have so many episodes to talk about. But um, I know that they were all different things. I'm pretty sure I was the only like one that was like, uh, excuse me, there's nothing. And if there is something, who gives a fuck? And that's my stance to this day. It's a viable, totally understandable stance. Yeah. Because I've challenged every god to a fist fight, and yet not one, not one has come down and fought me. But you don't know that for sure. See, gods oh. can show themselves in various ways. They don't have to actually physically manifest in front of your face. No, I've specifically asked for that. And they've not specifically not done that. So they're a bunch of pansy-ass mofos. How, okay. How do you know? Again, this goes to my one of my favorite things that I was taught growing up because I was raised Catholic. So there's this whole saying about how Jesus is going to show himself one day. I, I think it was a might have been a parable. See, I'm so far gone from like okay. all this crap. Sorry, it's not actually crap. It's just, you know, the idea being that Jesus reveals himself as a poor man to rich man and the rich man doesn't recognize him he just doesn't talk to him just throws him on the street basically keeps him on the street and um that's where homeless people come from <laughs> so <clears throat> i've completely watched what, what, this what, whole fucking what you're story with, I it's think. terrible <clears throat> it's terrible it could be like right in front of your face and you just don't want to recognize it. And so the gods are like, screw you, buddy, whatever, man. We, we try to reveal ourselves. We're done. I will, I will say 
this. That, I've seen some very interesting things in my life. And I've experienced some very interesting things in my life. None of them, to the best of my knowledge, needed a god to make it happen. Once again, there could be gods. Why do they deserve my worship? What do they do to deserve me? Nothing. Because if there are gods, if there is a God, it's not going to affect how I treat others, and it's not going to affect how others possibly treat me. I still want to be a good person regardless. I don't care about the judgment of some being that may or may not exist. I'm going to do by my judgment for myself. And that's exactly why I like my path, because I'm not really worshiping the gods as much as we are honoring them by our deeds and our actions in this life. I honor myself by my deeds and actions. Right. And so far, That's I've cool. done a piss poor job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You made some really bad decisions. The other day, I did hold the door open for someone, and I felt pretty good. Good oh deed done for goodness. the week. Oh, my goodness. Holy crap. That's amazing. To be fair, it was an automatic opening door, but I still, I held it. <laughs> By being oh, oh, so your physical form held the door because it was not... Okay, I gotcha. So you yes. stood there and other people walked in, but you were kind enough to allow them to have your 10 milliseconds of time that it took to open the door. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure I understood. Yes. Yes. It is a very complicated good deed that few have done before and few will be able to recreate. Awesome information because then, see, we, we may have atheists, agnostics listening, and um, you can totally be into paranormal and paranormal research and ghosts and spooky shit because um, you don't need to have a god in order for all that to be around and exist. That's actually like one of the biggest questions I'm asked when people find out that I'm an agnostic atheist. Well, how can you believe in ghosts if you don't believe in God? I don't believe the two are connected. What does a God have to do with an afterlife? How do we know God's created an afterlife? How do we know there is an afterlife? How do we know that there's just not some weird, timey, funky thing going on? Like, we don't know what's happening. So why are you assuming that it's a ghost? Why are you assuming that it is somebody from an afterlife reaching out? Why are you making these assumptions? Because we don't really know any of it so let's investigate it that's my motto and that's why that's how i get away with being scientific and also believing the way i do too yeah because i i want there to be a time when we can all perform the same spell and have the same results that can scientific be, experiment right that can be replicated, replicated in a scientific uh, environment in the same way for everybody. I don't know if that's ever going to be possible. Probably not. And the only reason it wouldn't be, in my mind, is if if it, it's all within, and then your results are different based on like your actual self, your own willpower. So someone who's a little bit weaker might not be able to get it done. Yeah. But anyway, interesting. So that is a wrap on paranormal investigative questions for JC. The magnificent, the and magnificent. beautiful, and fantastic JC. That's a really long title. And you're welcome. As always, keep in touch with us on Instagram and our Twitter account, which we will be using a lot more. Patreon, follow us. Stay spooky. 
and don't die. But if you do, contact us. Via email, preferably. <laughs>